What's a great grace, especially for a new priest, to, to live with other priests. It's not something, uh, fortunately, too common anymore. So when you know priests are able to have that, like at St. Pat's, great parish as this is, um, to really appreciate it. But be, like anything, families living together, roommates in college, uh, there's naturally ups and downs. You, know, you learn things about each other that perhaps you would have never known, all those little quirks. Um, and you also learn to really admire and honor things. One of those things I really honor and admire about Monsignor uh, is just his love for beauty. And it's evident last year in buying all the, the sacred art for the school, for our, our youth, or our children, uh, to admire and, and honor God through. So it's both in sacred art he loves, but also nature. He's always taking his walks. You know, he's got all these bird feeders outside. He's always trying to find the next best one. It's, you know, squirrel proof. Um, and so I love seeing them in the morning too, the birds having your cup of coffee. But when it comes time to changing them, you know, putting new feet in, Father Kleiner and I have nothing to do with it. That's completely Monsignor, it's all his thing. Um, well, these last few weeks, I don't know why, but Monsignor's been extra generous in terms of you know, refilling it quickly and abundantly. Um, and I don't know how word has gotten out in the bird community that there's some multiplication, a miracle of bird feeders and food, but flocks have just started descending upon our, our property, our backyard. Kind of some unforeseen results. One, just insane amounts of birds. Father Clyder even got distracted last week during stirring the pot. Um, but two, our rectory has rather large windows, and uh, birds just, just kind of, you know, if you will, woken me up from a nap a few times, thinking there's like a firework going off outside. Um, these poor birds, they just didn't see it coming. They just, you know, flying along, thinking there's a beautiful, you know, little window they could fly through. And they weren't thinking, and they just went for it, unfortunately. However, kind of reflecting on this, it's amazing how God could work through anything going on in our lives and bring good from it and truth. Um, I was praying with this uh, one day, um, especially with the gospel we have today, and I think we could learn a little lesson from these birds that ultimately speaks to, to the truth of the gospel. It's a fairly well-known one, right? There's the apostles, they get in the ship, it's a storm, Jesus isn't there, they start freaking out. And all of a sudden, the fourth watch of the night, Jesus walks towards them on the water. They recognize it's him, and, and Peter wants to go to him. So he, he bids Jesus, Jesus invites him. So he goes, but then it says he doubts, and he starts to sink. You know, we have this gospel translation, it's pretty good, but sometimes it just truly doesn't reflect what the true intention was, the original author's meaning. And this is one of those cases more authentic and kind of brute translation of, oh, Peter, why did you doubt you of little faith? Um, it's not doubt, it's actually the word hesitate. Why did you hesitate? So you see, it wasn't so much that Peter started to doubt and have little faith because he was sinking. Um, he's always had little faith, right? It was that there's a deeper root, that he hesitated to get out of the boat. He hesitated to come to Jesus in the first place, which ultimately led to him sinking. So I think this is a, a profound um, and interesting insight for us today. And we could ask ourselves, where are we hesitating to come to Jesus? What are we afraid of? Are we paying attention to the winds, the waves? Or are we hesitant of him coming towards us? Is there something in our own heart that we're ashamed of, that we're struggling with, that there's perhaps a core wound that stretches back many years that we don't even want him to come near? So these birds I was talking about earlier, they just didn't think at all, unfortunately for them. 
Uh, they simply believed and flew full speed um, into the window. But if they had, if Peter had that courage that they did, uh, if we had that courage um, to not even question moving forward with everything we have, uh, we wouldn't smack into an invisible window. We would fall into the arms of Jesus because he's always there with us. He's never left us. He's there. I think this one little line says it all. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter. So if we're taking this literally, like that earlier phrase, Jesus immediately reached out and caught Peter, meaning they were probably an arm's distance from each other. Like, really, Peter? You walked all that way, and then you're probably doubting right here. You're hesitating in the last little arm stretch. But Jesus catches him. We could even fast forward to the end of the Gospel of John. This is the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus has died, he's suffered, and he's risen from the dead, and now he's appearing to the apostles for the third time. They're in the boat, it's a calm day, they're just out fishing, but they're not catching anything. So this guy appears on the shore, this man, but they don't recognize immediately. And he says, why don't you guys cast off to the right side of the boat? I'm like, all right, sure, why not? So they cast off to the right, and they pull in a great catch, one of the greatest catches ever. And then the beloved apostle recognizes that it's Jesus, and he tells the rest that. So what does Simon Peter do this time, though? It says, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and then he jumped into the sea. He didn't hesitate this time. He didn't even wait for Jesus to call him to the shore. He literally jumped out of the boat while the other apostles pulled the boat in. I think this is a good lesson for us today, brothers and sisters, to realize that Jesus is always near us, immediately next to us, to catch us when we fall. Nearer than we could ever imagine, uh, for he is ultimately in our hearts. In a few moments, he's going to be on this altar, um, and he's going to be offered to you. And you'll receive him into your own heart, into your own body, and you will become that living, breathing, walking tabernacle. So I invite you today to challenge yourself, to ask before the Lord, Jesus, where am I hesitating? Help me to never shy from running fully and with full speed to you.